Get some recipes. Yeah. Yes, sir. I can't believe you've done this. Welcome to the Evolve Podcast, a podcast that explores personal evolution through our choices and overcoming life's challenges. The Evolve community is your ultimate destination for personal growth and evolution. True to form, I'm, I get to continue to be the dumbest person in the room. That's fantastic. Thank you. Did you ever get a, uh, uh, a quantum physical uh, explanation for how to uh, bake a meatloaf from a porn star? Bake a meatloaf from a porn star? And you're listening to another Evolved Short. Miles, you've got the topic of the day. What's the question for us on this Evolved Short? So the question is, at what point in your life did you stop being homophobic, if you ever were? Ooh, right. Okay. So mine, I was in college, and this woman came to me and said, you might really like where I work, the job, you know? I was an artist, I read a lot, um, and she worked in a theater. So I go down to this theater in Manhattan, the New York Shakespeare Festival, and she introduces me to her boss, and I told him I was looking for some work. He starts to take me around the building to show me all of the many theaters in this building. And we got up, we were crossing a catwalk. And I remember he grabbed my hand and I had on like a green tank top. And he made a comment about my body. And I remember pulling away from him and I looked at him and I said, if you ever touch me again, I'll hurt you. So afterwards, we go downstairs back into his office. And he said to me, he said, look, if you're gonna work in this theater, said 70 to 80 percent of the people in this theater are gay if you can't handle it then you can't work here go home and think about it and i went home and i needed the job and i thought about it and i went back and i was hired and he was right i had never been around so many gay people and every day i started to understand a little more a little more, a little more, and I remember being there for about three months when it was a guy who had the same last name as me, Riley, Bob Riley, and he came to me and he was with another guy and he said, oh, Miles, this is my lover, and, and I remember not reacting to it, like, oh, hey, how are you doing? And when they walked away, I just sat, I stood there and thought, holy shit, I think I'm over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. You know, I, I, that's an interesting question. I think, so I grew up in a pretty conservative town and I don't remember the the first person that I met that was uh, gay, lesbian. I, I just, I, I don't recall, but I grew up in a pretty conservative town, pretty conservative house. And um, so there was a taboo, uh, you know, placed around the, that the community, the LGBT community. Uh, and 
yet as I got older, I remember a few experiences. So you're talking about where you were, you were going to, you know, you told the guy you're going to hurt him. Uh, there was a moment where I was walking with my wife in uh, Florida at downtown Disney. And we were going from Disney World to Universal. And um, we were there during, uh, I think it was called uh, Gay Days uh, at the, or Gays at the Park, something like that. And we walked past this group of guys and they were looking and they were kind of catcalling. And for the first time in my life, I had somebody yell at me. One of them said, hey, you should ditch the bitch and make the switch. And immediately, <laughs> my, like, I stiffened up. I got, like, you know, my fists are clenched. And I turned around and I went, I started to go after him. And Danielle grabbed me and said, hey, don't. You know, we're in Florida. You better want you in jail. Uh, but I was offended. I was upset. You name it. And... Then I realized that after, I don't know when it was, but there's really no difference. And, and that uh, be, between, um, you know, somebody who's gay and, and, and me, it's just, I, I like women. They, they like guys or lesbian likes, right? I just, there was something very logical about it where it just clicked with me. And mm. I think the one of the moments that made me, well, I guess I would say two, two different moments. One moment where, uh, we were living in condos uh, in the Salt Lake area, and our next door neighbors were a gay couple. And I would stand outside and talk to them all the time. Um, they were great guys. When we would go out of town, they would pick up our mail and vice versa. And so, you know, one time uh, Danielle said to me, Well, doesn't that, um, you know, don't you feel uncomfortable sitting there and talking to these guys? Uh, and, and I realized I, I didn't. And, and, so that was the first time where I thought, okay, well, I'm over that. I'm not, I don't have that. I'm not, you know, fearful or have that prejudice anymore. And then there was one point, I think that really made me feel good. Uh, there was a, a gentleman that worked for us uh, that I, he came up to me after a meeting and he said, you know, Steve, there was something going on in that meeting that I think that you weren't aware of. And that's what I love about you is that, you know, somebody made a comment and it was directed towards me, who is gay man. And you just kind of passed on by it because I because you don't look at me as anything different than who I am as a person. You don't look at me as a gay man. You just look at me as a person. And I said, yeah, you're right. I don't. Um, and I, I, I think that your sexuality and your uh, uh, your gender and your preference and all of that is one aspect of you who you are and of course not i just look at you as a person and he's, he looked at me and he smiled and he said yeah that's what i love about you and then walked away and i think that that was another reminder to me that that um that homophobic fear that i had when i was when i was younger uh is long long gone and i just i don't have that anymore i've got a completely different outlook on life casey how about you well, I, I've thought about, you know, you guys have been talking and before, and I, it's interesting. I, I was raised in a home that probably has a lot of similarities to Steve, a small town uh, in northern Utah, not town, it's a little city, but, and, it, and what was good about that, it was a college town, so it had a diverse, diverse aspect to it, because even though it was tucked away in the mountains of northern Utah, a lot of people from outside of Utah and outside of America came to that university for whatever reasons. Um, so it gave that that community um, the diversity that you would not expect in that in that in that size of population. 
Uh, I guess that's a good way to say it. Um, but I was raised in a home where it was uh, vehemently um, taught that we look at people off of content of character. We respect a person because one, first and foremost, they're a human being in, in, my, in, in our, my home and my beliefs, they're a child of God. And so if that's first and foremost, and so being raised that way, I can't tell you there was a defining moment where I had that aha or whatever. I think it was just the consistency and accumulation of events that when it was uh, very in my face, very, here's, here's, here's me, here's it is, hear me roar type attitude. I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't flinch at it. I was like, the moment was uh, in, in when I was in, I don't know how you said it, Miles, you're in college. I was in college uh, in my department. I was well into my college years. So I was in my upper ed, ed uh, up, whatever, all my classes for my degree. But the secretary for the dean of our school, of our, uh, I was in the communications department. The secretary there was a man and a gay man. And he, uh, was very openly gay man. And, and it, didn't, it wouldn't matter to me if he was open about it or not. What was interesting is that I realized I, I, I didn't care. Like, do be who you want to be and say what you want to say and do what you want to do. I, I see you for the, uh, uh, as Steve does, as, a, as we all do, as a, you're a person. You're, you're somebody who, um, uh, just as me, I'm a person. I don't want to be looked at or judged in any certain way. I just want to be acknowledged as another human being trying to do what I'm trying to do, right? And so I I just think it's an accumulation of events. The way my parents taught me to look and view people and find that content of character and, and use that as a lens, that really has helped me in so many ways that I don't, I mean, whether I agree with decisions or not, they don't have to agree with my decisions, but I have I don't I don't have an issue with it. In a, yeah, it's know. interesting. We, we did grow up, I think, very yeah. similar, uh, especially from a religious background, and, and yeah. but also from our you know parents. My my parents were the same way, where they taught yeah. um, that you judge somebody based on their character. Yeah, but there were always some underpinnings with the cultural background that um, yeah. you know being gay, uh, being lesbian, that that was a sin. And um, that it was hard at a certain point for me to, to wake up and say, holy yeah. cow, this has been stuck in my brain. It's not my belief, but it was something that I held on to, uh, that there yeah. was some conditioning there. And as soon as yeah. I woke up and I, you know, like we've talked about before on the podcast, you pull that thought out and you look at it and say, do I believe that? And, you know, vehemently, no, I don't. I don't believe that. Um, in fact, I've had this argument with several people over the years where people say, well, being, you know, being gay or being lesbian, it's a choice. I, I would argue to no end that I've known enough gay and lesbian people in my life to know that that is not a choice they're making. Uh, yeah. So I, it's interesting case when you're talking about that and how we grow up and, you know, from a home, from a cultural standpoint, uh, there are some underpinnings that uh, pull us in a certain direction. It's interesting when you get people that, who make think, that sorry. When people make that argument when they say, who who try to make it like a choice. They say, well, it's a choice, and 
the next follow-up to me when people say that is, so what? They've made a choice then. Yeah, good point. They, yeah. they always, they always Even if use it was, that argument right. to make a choice that, that they that <clears throat> it's a choice that that's gonna be their aha moment of to prove that there's something wrong with being gay. And the next right. follow-up right. question I always say when they say, So it's a choice. Well, okay, so they made that choice. Now what? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think it's interesting where you have you and I, Steve, same type of upbringing. Uh, parents probably would say a lot of the same things. But then you ha- you could have you could have, and I'm making some assumptions just based off some life experiences. But you can have you could be a thousand miles away from from Utah, and, and I'm not I'm not putting down Utah. I'm just using that's where you and I right. both are from. Yeah, um, former reference. Uh, and you'd be a thousand miles from there in a city of, of five to ten million people, and you can have two individuals um, that were raised in a similar type of home, and could be the could could be the most homophobic people ever. Right. And I think because it's so it's so critical and crucial that first that zero to eight years of a child's life is those the most impressionable years. And what are you, what is the example you're setting as a parent? What are you talking about that what's important? Why does it matter about what another individual looks like, acts like, or thinks like? Why are you not focused more on what you're trying to do to better yourself? And how are you helping others? So if you're not talking about those things in the home, and what are you talking about? What are you doing with those kids from zero to eight years old? Why are they leaving the home thinking that a gay person is a lesser human being than you are? Why are they leaving your home thinking that, you know, you could, you could talk about that same thing with color and religion and race and all of that. So it, I, I think that's, uh, it's, I, I thought about that a lot in my life thinking of all the things I could just want to just drill my dad on on all the crap I've you know with him and I in our relationship I'm so grateful for uh he taking the time to really hammer in on my my siblings and I of the importance of the the value of the human being the value yeah. of the individual and that's huge but it's huge it, for you me, know so societal change really starts in the home I believe and I think that the three of us I uh, would agree that as fathers, it's, it's up to us to create a foundation for our kids. And I agree. I think that there is, when, when you teach something in a home, but it's also not just what you teach in the home, but what's the environment and what's the societal forces that you allow to encroach yeah. on your kids? You know, my, my parents were great teachers and they were phenomenal um, at educating uh moral ideas and yeah. teaching me uh, how to think and uh, but also allowing me to think the you know for, to think for myself right uh, but like I said there were some underpinnings with a yeah. cultural and a religious upbringing that uh, got me to a point where I, I probably would have been classified as somebody that was homophobic so yeah I think it's an interesting conversation that maybe we should tackle on a larger scale of yeah how yeah. do we uh, not only evolve and progress in our personal life but how do we help to push forward uh, an idea where all people are created equal and that we can 
uh, help to support that. So, Miles, great topic. Thanks for bringing that one up today. I think it's a really interesting conversation. Uh, how about you guys? What? When was the time where you realized that you had overcome, whether it was being homophobic or some other type of prejudice? What happened and how can you utilize that to overcome any other prejudice in your life and be the positive person that creates change in the world? Thanks for listening to this Evolve Short as we discuss this topic. Now it's time for you to get out there and evolve.